Hello and welcome to the very first True Paranormal Investigations podcast episode. Today we'll be introducing ourselves, discussing all things 30 East Drive, learning about SLS cameras and answering your questions. So let's jump straight in. feel like we should introduce ourselves quickly before we get too carried away. So I'm Mark, one half of the duo that founded True Paranormal Investigations. <laughs> Linda? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm the other half um, that founded the, the company, uh, sister to Mark. Andy? Hello, I'm here. I'm the technical guy. Um, invited to join Mark and Linda. Kelly? Uh, hello, I'm Kelly. I take care of most of the social media and that kind of stuff. And Ingrid? Yeah, hi, my name is Ingrid. I'm the White Witch of the team. I'm also medium and I'm there to help people if they get scared um, and also to cover protection for the group. Excellent. How are we all? Are we all okay? Yep. <laughs> so so linda we um we started tpi about two and a half years ago do you remember yeah. that journey back when we come up with the idea yeah i do we both thought it was absolutely mad and we wouldn't be able to do it and and look at us you know two years on i think we've both proved ourselves wrong um, and it just goes to show if you put your mind to something, you, you can achieve it. I think if I remember rightly, we was driving back from um, Chatham Dockyards, wasn't we, about three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, we'd been on another ghost hunt with a and different Kelly, company. And, and Kelly, um, yeah, and Kelly was with yeah. us and we was just toying with the idea, weren't we? And then that was the Saturday and then on the Monday morning we had a <laughs> company, company registered nine, company's house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all set up by the Monday lunchtime. Yeah, madness. But I'm glad well. with it. Yeah, definitely. So we've done well because we literally started with nothing and now we're still here two years later. So Can't be doing too bad. No. <laughs> now we've got the basics covered, let's move on to our main topic of conversation tonight, 30 East Drive. So, guys, what do we all know about 30 East Drive? Well, it's the most haunted house in Europe for poltergeist activity. Linda, would you know anything about it? Um, to be honest, all I know is that it's haunted by a monk and I've mm -hmm. deliberately not researched it to be fair, so I don't want anything stuck in my mind before we go. It's always nice to have a clear mind and no, no preconceptions of somewhere. So yeah, that's all I know is 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 there's a, there's a black monk. Ingrid, you're the same. You don't really want to know much before we go either, do you? Yeah, I've not done much research. I did know about the the black or the dark monk, um, and also I believe there's a young girl called Emma, which I've recently seen about. But I'm trying to sort of like avoid going into it. But I think when it gets closer to the time that we go. Um, I think my nerves will get the better of me and I will start looking at things and then I'll have about two or three days of not being able to sleep. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it, but I'm scared too. 
Yeah, I must admit, I'm a bit worried. But Andy, um, coming back to being the most haunted house in Britain, um, do you think a lot of it is fabricated because of the media and the films and whatever else? Or do you think it's a genuinely a very, very haunted place? Well, it, I mean, I, I've done a, f- uh, a fair bit of research on it, mainly uh, to help me place equipment and take the right gear with us when we go so we can get the most out of it. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that um, there is a lot of truth in all uh, the books out there and the actual film they made of it is based on uh, true accounts. So I think there's a lot of it. Uh, at the same time, there's probably a lot of hype now um, and it's probably a bit faded in time as well of the, the real truth. I mean, it's, it's a long way to go um, for us anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I don't want to get too hyped up just in case we get all the way there and nothing happens. And we've got, <laughs> we have, we, we've got, we've got access for quite a long time. They're very generous on the access times, I must admit. But if we go there and nothing happens, it's going to be very disappointing, isn't it? At the end um, of the day, it's a road trip. So I'll be enjoying myself. To cut a day's away from me, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it should be fun. I mean, I mean, Linda, did it, anything? Are you nervous? Are you scared? Um. Yeah, I am. I am very nervous. And you know what you just said about nothing happening. Unfortunately, you can't predict um, paranormal activity. I mean, it'd be great to go there and be scared out of our wits um, but at the same time I'm, I don't really want that to happen so I'm a bit in the middle really um, but yeah I'm, I am petrified but I, again that's probably all the hype and, and you know I've watched the film obviously so you know that's my mind just playing tricks on me but yeah obviously it'd be great to go and have some activity um, but yeah obviously you know it's got to be safe and stuff and We've got Ingrid there to. Oh, well, I'll be clinging on to Ingrid. I think the whole night. Yeah, we all will. <laughs> <laughs> um, just want to bring Kelly in. Kelly, what's what's your thoughts about East Drive, Kel? Um, going back to the film that Andy and Linda mentioned, I believe it's called When the Lights Went Out, and it was released in two thousand and twelve. Um, it's a very very good film for anybody who is a um, horror or like paranormal genre fan um like i found myself scared and i watched <laughs> a lot of that type of stuff um so yeah that that's a really good recommendation for anybody who hasn't seen it um i i know a bit about um the house from a bit of research i've done um but again i suppose nobody wants to know too much about it because you don't want to be you know too like you know suggested do you and imagine things that aren't necessarily there just because somebody's told you about it yeah. um, but i i know that um the sort of the whole thing started with the pritchard family wasn't it pritchard in the family um, who, in the 70s. yeah and they, no, in the 60s, sorry. 60s yes um, august 1966 they moved in um and it soon became apparent that there was just there was something there um I know that they nicknamed him Fred um, because they kind of wanted to take the the power away from what was happening and and humanise him a bit. 
Um, but apart from that, it's kind of just the, the the usual stuff, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's just it, it's a poltergeist at the end of the day. And if you watch certain TV programs, they they've been pulled up upstairs. Um, the local press have called him called him Danny as Mister Nobody. So it, it's got all the makings of what should hopefully be a great night. Or if we're going to be scared out of our wits. Is, am I right in thinking? Sorry, am I right in thinking that we're actually there all night as well? Yes, we're going to be we're going to be there all night. Oh yeah. wow, all night, all night long. <laughs> well, I, I've got a little um, something planned. Okay, um, for for myself, for those who have either read the books or um, watched the film, um, I will be wearing a body cam but I will be setting up the CCTV system and there will be a a camera uh, in the coal cupboard and I'm going to go and sit in the coal cupboard with the door shut in the darkness on my own just with the cameras running and see see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you five minutes, Andy. <laughs> one so one just word for you, the... Andy. Nutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just talking about equipment for the evening. Can you just give us a, a brief insight into what you're taking? Um, well, I'm going to take the CCTV system um, and have that running from start to finish. Um, there'll be um, probably f- minimum of four. I'll probably have about six cameras running on that. Um, I will have a body cam um, on a chest harness on me. Uh, there will be at least two other uh, infrared cameras, which will be set to 30-second uh, filming, uh, i.e. like a short video for 30 seconds, every time it's triggered, rather than just leaving it permanently running. Um then obviously the, uh, there'll be our normal uh, EMF meters um, running and uh, REM pods and whatever little other tricks I can come up with at the time. Because the house is dated back to the 60s, maybe even for, uh, longer before that, do you think with some of the noises and some of the temperatures, the, the, how old the house is, do you think that would be easily... Uh, what's the word? The equipment would be easily manipulated. Um, the and, trouble can we, with... and can we defunct it straight away, or would it have to be something yeah. to look into? No. A, a lot of it, we uh, we will be able to do straight away. Uh, if we're doing live filming, uh, like on the CCTV, um, we we we'll be we, one of us can watch the monitor, and you'll learn very quickly what is dust. Uh, infrared is great at showing dust up. Um, so any orbs, uh, be quite obvious you're looking at an orb. If you're not sure if it's orb or dust, I guarantee it would be dust. Okay, keep, keep the orbs thing to one side because we've got to come back to orbs in a second. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, off our, um, we, we're heading up to East Drive in September, September the 30th if we're up there. I believe it's a Thursday night. We'll be live on Facebook from 9pm throughout the night till the early hours. Um, So, yeah, join us on Facebook, find our page, find the event and get involved on September the 30th. The more the merrier. 
Each week, we'll be speaking to our resident tech expert, Andy, about a different piece of equipment. So, Andy, what have you got for us today? Uh, the lovely SOS camera. Um, there's two models. Obviously, there's a Mark One and there's the Mark II. Uh, everybody uses the uh, Mark One. Uh, which uh, I actually got three of them. <laughs> uh, I could set one up as a mobile and I set two up as a stationary, uh, mainly for our guests who come out, uh, can actually sit there and, and watch them. The basic idea of the SOS camera, it works on infrared sensors. It shoots out something like about 250 uh, infrared beams and then it's recording what is bounced back. And then with the uh, magic of software, it can determine what is uh, a living person and what is uh, a spirit. And the spirit shows up as a stick figure. Um, cool. We've had some good success with them on some of our other video clips and live show shoots, i.e. Uh, the hotel we did. One uh, stick figure standing over yourself, Mark. If you That's remember. what I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the Mark II SLS camera, it's something that I haven't seen any other paranormal group use. I believe we were the first to use it. Could be wrong, but I haven't seen any other groups using it. The Mark II has the function of being able to record what you're seeing. Um, I've used it once. Um it, it now means I've got to buy a three or four terabyte hard drive uh, because it's filled up uh, 32 megabytes on my laptop in about two hours. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to have to get a terabyte, something like four or five terabyte uh, external hard drive. So I've got to sit down now and wipe me memory off me uh, laptop um, and just use the terabyte. Um <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try. Well, I, well, I should be able to get it all sorted out before we go up to East Drive, because uh, I wouldn't mind setting the Mark II up at the bottom of the stairs, just permanently leave it recording, uh, pointing up the stairs. Happy days, that'd be good. Yeah, leave yeah. it running all night. Yeah. Um, just talk about the SLS quickly. Is it easily manipulated? Um, I, I would have to say no. Um. It, the, one of the best ways to prove what you're seeing is correct is actually have a, a mobile phone with you and record what the Mark One is seeing um, because you can't interfere with a live uh, viewing, so to speak. So if you've got an external device, uh, device like the mobile phone recording what you're seeing on the uh, tablet as you're walking around, uh, and that's all going out live, which we have done. That is impossible to manipulate and make, make up. But any permanent recordings like uh, the Mark II, you could, with additional software, uh, edit it and add fake ghosts oh, right. and play with it. So the Mark One is more secure than the Mark II. I must admit, we've I've seen this piece of equipment in action, and it is a very, very good bit of kit. Do you think it's is is it is it is it an easily accessible piece of equipment? Is it like cost effective? Is it easy to find? 
He's easy to put together. Uh, the, the Mark II is very, very easy to use, very easy to put together. Um, if you have the Xbox um, uh, Mark One in your house and you don't use that sensor anymore, you can ta- uh, fix it up to your laptop uh, or tablet as quick as anything. It's literally a two-second thing to do, uh, but you need the software to run it all. Um, if you get in contact with me, I have the software, and I'm quite happy to give the software to anybody who would like it. Nice one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, how much How much to set one of these up if someone wanted to set their own one up? Um, if you're going to go off, go to eBay and buy a complete kit ready to go, uh, it will cost you somewhere in the regions of around uh, 100 to 200 uh, pounds, that is. Um, but if you're uh, the type that has an Xbox in your house, um, it would actually cost you nothing. Um, you just nick the bits of the Xbox, use your laptop or tablet, which most people have these days, I can give you the software uh, and put it together um, and off you go. It is that easy. It's that easy. Nice yeah. one. Um, just quickly, um, just give you a little review on it. How many stars out of five would you give this piece of kit um, uh, when, when, when ghost hunting? Oh, I, I would have to give it ten <laughs> out of five. <laughs> um, it, 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 when it works, uh, it works fantastically. Um, I, I can't praise it enough. I think it's probably one of my favourite bits of kit. Uh, it, it, it just, it does, the, the, there is only one drawback with it, unfortunately, and I haven't found how to get around it. When you're looking at the screen, um, it transfers everything from the left side to the right side and the right side to the left side. So when you're watching it, you have to bear that in mind. That yeah, it it's, does it's, confuse, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, once, but once you sort of get used used to it, it it's, it's not an issue. Nice one. Well, thank you for your, uh, your, your, your insight into the SLS cameras there, Randy. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to wrap up our very first episode now and end with a little Q&A. We have asked our followers across our social media to send in their questions and have picked a handful to share with you guys. So I'm going to hand over to Kel. Hello. So I'm going to dive in with these questions and feel free to answer, guys, if you think that you can tackle them. Um, So the first question we have is, have you ever come across shape-shifting spirits or entities on an investigation. Oh, sh- shall I go first? Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah. My very first one I went to with you guys uh, when I was uh, just a member of the paying public, um, the hotel um, in Margate, our lovely place. The um, Rock. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Down, down in the basement area where I saw... Um, a smoking cloud. The only way I could describe it was like the old Star Trek film, where you get the energy cloud floating um, in in above their heads. 
uh, I saw that in a doorway and it moved from left to right and I caught it with my laser green pen and I just like, oh, excellent. And then when we went upstairs later on uh, for a cup of tea and a uh, chat, one uh, one of the ladies in the other one of the other groups, she saw the same thing as me, explained it exactly as as I did in the same spot as well. So to me, that sort of sort of said yes. We both saw the same thing in, in different groups. Loved it. Oh, that's wicked. What about anybody else? Has anybody else got any stories? Um, I don't know whether you call it a shapeshifter thing or not, but I've done like human pendulums before, and where we ask. Um, you know, one of the public, they want to actually be the pendulum. And I just call on spirit, ask it to come through me, put my hands on them and literally ask the spirit to go into them. And you can ask yes or no questions by um, them swaying forward or backwards. And I've done that before in a morgue. And it felt like a feminine female presence. Morgue? <laughs> 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 right, and I did it before in a morgue, and I felt a female presence come through me. And as I put my hands on the person, I got this really negative, angry man, and I had to stop. And I thought I didn't know whether they were using the female energy to come through to make me feel it's positive, but we had to stop and recall it. And it was really, really dark. So although that wasn't a shapeshifter, that was definitely something dark that was taking over another spirit to gain access, almost like a possession, I suppose you call it. Wow. But they're really, mm. really good. Really, really good. But I wouldn't suggest anybody trying that unless <laughs> they uh, know what they're doing, because it is pretty scary. <laughs> Um, what about you, Linda? Have you ever had an experience like that? Um, what I've seen, spirit, you mean? Yeah, um, or you know, anything you felt was like shape shifting, or you know, um, wasn't what you were seeing, like that kind of thing. No, not shape shifting. No, I have seen spirit, but that was you know years ago, um, and the seen seen shadows in in the Naden Rock. Um, down in the old Greek taverna part. Um, but yeah, I tend to hear things more than see, unfortunately. That's almost scarier, you know, in a way. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, being in the Theatre Royal and we just started a break and I grabbed myself a cup of tea and I'd walk down through the stalls and I was just walking up the steps onto the stage to go and speak to someone. And I heard um, a child laugh but right behind me. And I turned around expecting to see someone there laughing. And there was no one there. That that scared yeah. the life out of me, if I'm honest, because it was just clear as day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is, is seeing things worse than hearing things? I I don't like any of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it, but I don't what about like you, Mark? it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mark? I, 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 I can honestly say I don't think I've seen anything like that. I mean, the, the, the most concrete piece of evidence, I was, we haven't even got evidence of it, but um, the most concrete thing that's happened to us, or to me, sorry, on our investigations is when we was at the nail and rock, Linda, you'll remember this. We were doing a little walk around before uh, everyone turned up and we was just going down to the Greek to and we had 
we had the keys because the, the, the lady that runs the name on rock, she always gives us the keys. We can open any door we want. We've got full access to the building. Every door is locked. I was going through the laundry area, going into the Greek taverna. I went to open the door. No, tell her, Linda, you went to so open funny. the door, didn't you? Yeah. And, <laughs> and the door... Did the door did the door handle open itself or did it close? What did it, so, did it open itself? Yeah, so I it's one of the one the handles where you, you obviously put your hand on the handle, you turn the handle downwards and pull the door towards you. That's so, right, because I because I, 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 I heard it. I heard yeah, the door. I'd done that and and I, as I, I pulled was... as I pulled it towards me, it was shut to again from the other side. And I right, left. There, there is a video. I, I, I did get the video because I, I was just to the right of that as it happened. And I Wasn't heard the door go. Yeah. Well. I, I, I immediately ran. turned round. Ra- <laughs> I immediately turned round. And then that's when you said what happened. I mean, the video is up on YouTube of it. I mean, make make your own mind up. But yeah. um, that's that's probably the most concrete thing happened to me. No, no, I haven't seen shapeshifters or anything like that, I must admit. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, this is one for you, Andy, I think, since you briefly touched on it earlier. Um, yeah. How can you tell the difference between an orb and dust? Right. Um, the easiest way is when you're looking at the uh, monitor on our CCTV system, it's obviously recording in infrared, and you'll see so much dust in infrared uh when you have an orb um shoot across the screen it sticks out like a f- sore thumb um orbs tend to fly whether it's an arc it's a constant arc if it's a straight line it's a s- straight line if it's a zigzag it's zigzagging uh then it a stop and hover uh dust floats and it will float in any direction, up, down, left, right. But it's not a constant uh, project, projectile. It's it's just floating. And that's the easiest way. And then, obviously, the light and the shape. Uh, dust is a very uneven shape. And most orbs that uh, I've seen are some sort of a circular or formed shape where dust isn't uh, does that help yeah massively thank you yeah. um next question what do you find the most exciting about events i'm going to go to linda first oh uh the most exciting is probably the um oh getting the clarification really because you know the whole reason i do this well one is because I enjoy it and I've got a genuine interest in the afterlife. And secondly, it's getting that evidence to prove to the non-believers that there is something after <laughs> death, you know. Um, and when you get that bit of evidence that you can't explain, it's the best feeling in the world to me because it's it backs up, you know, what I already know. I've had too much happen to me to not believe and I think the same for everyone. You you won't believe it until you get that one bit of evidence that you can't actually explain. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. Um, yeah, what about you, Ingrid? Same as, as Linda was talking, I was actually nodding my head. Um, I think when you 
you <laughs> sent something and then all of a sudden it some of the equipment picks it up I'm like oh great you know and when you get for example I'm just saying using the REM pod for example um, when you speak to spirit you get the connection then you're asking them can you just like put the red light on and it will just do the red light and there's no way anything could could make that happen and like you say it's just the evidence and it's when you get like you said the non-believers and they're like they leave going yep yeah, okay I believe now so um yeah it's great when you you get the um the evidence it's uh super <laughs> um Mark the best bit about the investigations well, I mean well what do you get the most excited about the most excited um probably standing on my own in the darkest part of the venue trying to get a full figure apparition out because until I see that I won't fully believe you know um it's just a we, we as humans we like to be scared don't we? we we say we don't want to be scared but we want to be scared I mean the only the, the reason we go to these ghost hunters is because we want to see something we want to be scared but at the same time we don't want to see it because we might be on our own or it might be dark but I I, I love being I love the fact that it might just happen at any moment. Do you find, sorry to interrupt here, but do you um, find, just use, um, um, I can't remember the name, St. Augustine's, for example, when we do the little dummy run beforehand, because we go about an hour early, don't we, and do like a little um, run around by ourselves, some of yeah. the stuff we've picked up then, I'm using like St. Augustine's as an example, when that window slammed shut or flew open, whatever it was, and then that piece of wood got thrown out behind me, <laughs> I don't think I've ever run so yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's why we're there. We want to be scared, essentially. I mean, we're coming home at 3, 4 in the morning, depending on where we are, and we just had things like that to us happen and you know like andy referred to earlier on the sls camera there was a, there was a figure standing next to me on the camera in room 11 of that hotel um so yeah i mean when, when things like that happen that's that's the, the bits i look forward to but but to be honest with you i i, I organize it all i'll get everyone there get the ticket sold whatever else as long as the people have had a good night and they want to come back again and I have a genuine interest in it, then then I'm happy. Uh, what about you, Andy? What's the most exciting part for you? Well, I love the anticipation. Um, I really enjoy all the technical stuff, setting the equipment up, and then standing by uh, Ingrid when she picks something up, and I go, yes, so's my equipment. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, but the way it makes me feel... It may sound funny, but it makes me feel alive talking to dead people. It just excites me. Um, I, I, I have to put hand on heart and be honest, I've never been scared yet, but um, that will be why I'm going to sit in the coal cupboard at 30 East Drive. I haven't been scared yet. And if I leave for East Drive scared, I will be uh, feeling even really alive. <laughs> just just quickly, one more thing I look forward to about our events um, is, is what shirt Andy wears. <laughs> quite a collection of uh, ghostly T-shirts. So, yeah, that, that's, one, that's one of the things as well. <laughs> that, that, that's courtesy of my wife, Katie. <laughs> Um, we've got one final question. It kind of it kind of brings us back to East Drive. Um, 
somebody's asked will we travel out of kent for investigations so that's kind of one for lindra mark i guess all day long all day long yeah, i've always wanted a job where i could travel and if i could travel all over as far and wide as i can i'll be a happier man doing this uh, yeah any day of the week any day of the week yeah, I mean, what about you, Linda? Are you looking yeah, forward to traveling? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of locations around that I'd love to love to go to. Like Pendle Hill is top of my list, um, just below East John, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's that's one place I'd absolutely love to go to. Um, yeah, and I'd like to go back to Chatham as well. There's such an atmosphere there that it'd be nice to go back there. But yeah, it would be great. It'd be great to travel further out of Kent, obviously, and get our get our name out there a bit more as well so yeah yeah i look forward to um post covid (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much to everyone for listening if you'd like to know a bit more about us and what we do then please feel free to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find our handles in the podcast description. Goodbye, and we'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Cheerio. See ya. Bye.